You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Let's also bring in some M&A activity in the world of mixed martial arts in particular because the Professional Fighters League is buying rival Bellator MMA. It's part of a push to take on the ultimate fighting championship, better known as the UFC. So for more on this deal, what lies ahead for PFL, we are joined now by Don Davis. He is founder, chairman, and co-owner of Professional Fighters League PFL. Don, so good to speak with you. Um, With this transaction, the number two and number three players in mixed martial arts have now combined. What is your message to the number one player in this space, the uh, UFC? Well, look, it's a great day for MMA fans, MMA fighters, and MMA commercial partners because now there's a global powerhouse other than the UFC. We have the top athlete roster on par with UFC. Whether it's the NBA or whether it's MMA, athlete quality is everything. And by independent rankings right now, the PFL plus Bellator combined fighter roster is 30% top 25 ranked. That's the exact same percentage, 30% top 25 ranked of UFC. Equal fighter quality is the foundation now to true competition in the MMA space. Don, um, is there any risk that regulators might object to the number two and number three players merging here? Now, in terms of a business, UFC still has probably 90% market share of this business. But now, game on. From here going forward, I believe we have a major chance to create major value from here. The market is still growing in MMA. It's growing about 10% a year. Most sports leagues growing 2 to 3% a year. So UFC will deal well. But PFL will do very, very well. Uh, we know, Don, that there have been a lot of fighters that have been looking for an alternative to uh, the stranglehold the UFC has had uh, on the MMA uh, industry. I am curious about viewers and uh, spectators and the fans, if you will, here. Uh, is, the, uh, is your strategy to actually sort of look at what UFC is doing and counter-program that? Or are you taking a completely different road where you're going to set up your own schedule and your own, uh, uh, I guess, strategy going forward? Yeah, great question. From the very beginning, PFL has been innovative and different from UFC. Number one, we have the sports season format. In the PFL, it's a meritocracy and transparency, just like the NBA. Win and advance, lose and go home. So we have a regular season playoff and championship. A fighter has to win four times to become champion. In the UFC, a matchmaker decides the fights. In the PFL, the athletes and their performance decides the next fight. Mm-hmm. Big difference, number one. Big difference, number two, is technology and innovation. We're the most savvy and most viewer-centric league. Everything from punch impact to real-time gaming odds to AI scoring. 
So two big differentiators from the very beginning. And the result to your question, we're 40% of UFC's audience already Mm -hmm. in the United States, both broadcast and streaming. What about pay for the athletes, Don? Now it's a two-company town. And as we all know in any industry, the worst place to be is a one-company town. So PFL now is open for business on a global scale. We pay the same as UFC does, but in addition, fighters get a $1 million bonus if they win our championship. And in addition, we share 50% of the pay-per-view profits. So PFL pays better, and PFL provides better opportunities for fighters than ever before. Of course, we got to bring in media distribution as well because Bellator events uh, still need a home. I know the PFL has deals with ESPN and DAZN, but Paramount is moving away from boxing and mixed martial arts uh, at the end of this year. Showtime is exiting boxing as well. How are you thinking about uh, your distribution setup with this merger? As PFL has secured fantastic distribution, as you mentioned, in our first four years, same distribution as UFC in the U.S. on a global basis, all premium all broadcast and streaming. We will do the same for Bellator. Bellator has not had that quality of distribution. We will get that for them starting in 2024. What we are announcing is a brand new product for Bellator, reimagined and revitalized, the International Champion Series. Eight major events a year, all in the biggest cities of the world. Every event will have two championship fights. So we believe our reimagined Bellator product plus our proven PFL business infrastructure will result in better media deals, better commercial deals. I am curious. I mean, there's been, as you know, from a fan perspective, this sort of holy grail, the idea that even if you two don't hook up, I'm talking about UFC, PFL, but the idea that there would be some sort of cross uh, cross promotion or cross fights, I should say, between their fighters and their fighters kind of setting up what a lot of people would envision is kind of almost like a Super Bowl of MMA. Do you, do you envision that there is any appetite, I guess on your part, but for that, mar- for that matter, on the part of Dana White and the folks over at UFC for something like that ever? Well, to take the Francis Nagano john Jones fight, which would be the biggest fight in MMA in several years. PFL said, we'll do it. Francis Nagano has said, we'll do it. And John Jones says he's interested in that. The only one stopping that is UFC. That would make more money for everybody. That's what fans want. And that's what the sport wants. So PFL is not into dogma. We're the disruptive new guys. We want to just be fan-centric fighter first. And we focus on those two things instead of you know, not invented here or we won't do that. We say yes. Do you plan to stay a private company? You have ambitions to go public? We're focused on building value now. You know, we're on our only sixth year of this mission. We still got a long way to go to build value and to continue to build the sport. Don, appreciate you taking time for us. Uh, congratulations on the new tie-up. I know a lot of fans are going to be watching this very closely. Don Davis, founder, chairman, and co-owner of the Professional Fighters League. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF.